from John chapter 6. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to heaven, ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. You may be seated. When many of Jesus' disciples heard him, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? Basically, this word is hard to hear. Who can hear it? Jesus, who can accept it? Who can hear and listen that you, Jesus, are the bread from heaven? Who can accept that it's eating this bread, your body, that brings life? This might be a bit too much, Jesus. Can't you just go back to feeding thousands of people with the bread and fish like before? Didn't you see all those followers you had? This, this teaching is just too difficult. The word is too hard to hear. These words of spirit and life, it's too much. Too hard to accept. Jesus, you are being too difficult to accept. Jesus, you are too hard to hear, the disciples say. But it's who Jesus is. The authentic truth of Jesus is that he is more than just a teacher or a miracle worker. And when Jesus shares that part of himself, his holy, divine Savior part of himself, the people around him, even his followers and disciples are uncomfortable. They were down for the feeding the hungry and following him and listening to him talk about the scriptures. They were okay with dinner parties and weddings, but to really be in relationship with Jesus, meant to be disciples and followers of Jesus for all that he is, for his authentic, true self. I wonder if Jesus was nervous before he gave the Bread of Life speech that we've been working through these last four Sundays. I wonder if he considered not rocking the boat since it seemed to be going so well. I wonder if Jesus thought about excuses and rationalizations for keeping this part of himself to himself, if maybe this part of his life could be his alone for a little while longer. I mean, in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is always telling his disciples and followers and the people he heals to not tell anyone about him. Isn't it just easier to let people believe what they want about Jesus? I wonder if Jesus worried about being so vulnerable. 
I wonder if Jesus worried about being so vulnerable. Apart from when Jesus was a baby, we don't really talk about or think about Jesus as being vulnerable. Mainly because we usually consider vulnerability to be a sign of weakness, of helplessness. But one of my favorite authors, who I talk about often, Renee Brown, defines vulnerability differently. She says vulnerability is uncertainty, risk, emotional exposure. And although Jesus seems confident enough as he declares, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them, just as the living Father sent me, there's a lot of uncertainty on how the people gathered will respond. There's a lot of risk. I mean, real risk. There's a reason they crucify him, and it's because of speeches like this one. And there is also real emotional exposure here. Jesus is revealing a part of who he is that he hasn't before. Saying, I'm more than just teaching and miracles. I'm more than just a prophet. I'm sent by God to save you. I'm the bread of life from heaven, Jesus says. I am. This is who I am. This is part of me. He starts his speech with that first sentence, I am the bread of life. How many of you have started a sentence with a person or people you cared about feeling nervous? Maybe. Wondering how they would respond. Maybe scared that it would hurt your relationship, hurt their view of you. Nervous that it would change how this person or people felt about you. Maybe even how sharing this part of yourself could affect your life. How many of us have felt that kind of vulnerability, that kind of uncertainty, that kind of risk, that kind of emotional exposure, maybe even been on the receiving end of one of those conversations? I bet many of us have at least once, if not many times, and maybe it led to an entire speech like Jesus' Bread of Life discourse, or maybe it was just one sentence. Sentences that feel like they could have weight, that feel uncertain or risky, that expose part of you to someone who didn't know about the full experience of being you before. And maybe it's something really simple and low risk like, well, you know, I actually really like Britney Spears. There's some judgment. I know. I heard it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's something heartbreaking like... The results came back, and I'm going into treat treatment for cancer again. Or I'm really having a hard time just getting around lately. I'd like to be there, but... Sometimes sharing these parts of ourselves with the people we care about is the hardest part of being vulnerable. Maybe it's sharing with someone you love, so I've been struggling with depression or anxiety or another mental illness. Maybe it was asking for help, maybe it was explaining all the support systems you've already put into place and you wonder if they'll judge you for it. Sometimes it's sharing the truth of what we have experienced, its impact on us, and just hoping to be accepted, to be believed. For children, for women and men who have faced abuse, harassment, and violence, those statements of, I was hurt, I've been attacked, I am being abused, are some of the scariest sentences to start. We share sentences that start with nervousness, but also with excitement, like, I'm pregnant, or with sadness and disappointment, like, I'm not able to have children. Actually, both carry a weight with them before being revealed and sometimes after. That nervous, worried start to declaring who you authentically, truly are can be terrifying. 
For people of the LGBTQ community, every coming out can start with that kind of fear. Will they still love me if I say, Mom, Dad, I'm gay or bisexual or queer or transgender? What about with other people? Will going to the grocery store lead to harassment? Will going to a place of worship lead with me being kicked out? Strangers, acquaintances, even job interviews, even people who do our hair can be sources of revelations, both positive and negative. Well, I have to deal with that awkward conversation once someone finally asks me what I do for a living, and I say I'm a pastor, or a police officer, or a soldier, or a teacher, or a politician, or a stay-at-home parent, hoping that they will nod and continue in the conversation accepting that part of myself without having the awkward, well, what about, and what do you think of this, and if, well, you're a teacher, then how do you feel about this strike right now, and the on and on of it all. Will a job interview end with you saying, just so you know, when you do the background check, I, I do have a history? Will they hear you when you say, I am clean and sober and have been for decades? Will a conversation or a new friendship end before it started when you share pieces of your past? Will you share that you've lost someone? I'm divorced, or I'm a widower, or I'm a widow, I'm a parent, but my child is no longer with us sharing that piece of you that's lost and wondering if you'll be responded to with empathy, pity, or a change of subject. I'm a vegan or I'm a cat lover surprisingly can also be vulnerable revelations of who we authentically are, especially if told to someone while they eat a cheeseburger or talk about how dogs are just superior pets. <laughs> In our climate today, statements like, I'm a Democrat, or I'm a Republican, or I vote third party, also have a weighty and nervous start to them, unsure if friendship is still offered if our politics don't align. And religion makes it so much harder. When you say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Lutheran, you might worry about misconceptions or the impact the church at large has on the opinions of the person you're talking to. With the newest reports on abuse in the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania, sometimes it's hard not to let our heartbreak, our embarrassment, silence us from speaking out against the horrible and unchristian ways so many have been treated and not just in the Catholic Church. There are so many more examples of these kinds of conversations, of these kinds of sentences, of these moments of vulnerability that many of us experience. Sentences that feel like they might have weight, that feel uncertain or risky, that expose part of you to someone who didn't know the full experience of who you are before. And maybe it led to an entire speech like Jesus' bread of life, or maybe it was just one sentence. Maybe that conversation was beautiful and heartfelt and real. Maybe it strengthened your relationship. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it did lead to pity, to judgment, to broken hearts, to harassment, unemployment, to danger. Maybe it was just a dismissal. Maybe they just walked away. Many of Jesus' disciples walked away from him. When many of Jesus' disciples heard him, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? This word is hard to hear. Who can hear it? Who can hear and listen that you, Jesus, are the bread from heaven? Who can accept that? It's eating this bread, your body, that brings life. And Jesus hears their complaints. Jesus hears their responses, and he continues from this place of vulnerability, of honesty, of authenticity to who he is. Does it offend you? Jesus asks. He wonders.
will think later because Jesus knows what's coming next, and if this is too much, well, they're really in for it later. He tries to explain to them, to share with them, that the words he has spoken are the words of spirit and life, that who he is, the word of spirit and life, but he knows that not all of these followers who, care, who he cares for can hear him, can accept him for who he is in this moment. And the Gospel of John tells us, because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went with him. For the fear and reaction to a diagnosis, the judgment in response to sharing oneself, the pity, the change of subjects, the ending of relationships, of hopes, of conversations, Jesus experiences it in this moment as those, as those people walk away from him. So Jesus turns to the twelve disciples, his closest, his most dear a question that many of those sentences, those revelations, those conversations end with. Do you also wish to go away? Do you want to stop talking now? Do you want to stop calling now? Is, am I just too much? Too difficult? <clears throat> Jesus turns to his dearest and he says, do you also wish to go away? And Simon Peter answers, because of course it must be Peter, with his statement of belief, his self-revelation. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Peter's authentic, true-to-self statement to Jesus, basically, Jesus, I'm your disciple, your follower, your friend, your family, and we, all of us, hear you, we accept you, we believe you. Brene Brown also says of vulnerability, Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, and creativity. It is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. And so, of course, our source of hope, of spirit and life, Jesus experiences this vulnerability too. Jesus calls us to share ourselves with each other, to share ourselves with God, because God knows your true self. All of it. Every sentence you might start, God already knows, and God says, Beloved child of God, you are loved. You are so loved. Here is my son, the bread of life. Jesus says to us, take and eat. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. Abide in me. Jesus takes our uncertainty, our nervousness, our fear, our judgment, our broken hearts and broken relationships to the cross with him in order to feed us with the bread of life. Jesus took the risk, the violence and abuse of this world and faced the effects of his authenticity in his death. Jesus rose from the dead to bring us spirit and life, to bring us love and belonging and joy and courage and hope in his vulnerability. Jesus opens himself up to emotional exposure. He experiences the same kinds of dismissal and rejection that we experience and far more. And Jesus calls us into something more in our own lives. Lord, to whom shall, can we go so that we too can open our hearts to those around us, open our ears to the difficult words that those we love might share, and open ourselves to share who we are as Christians, as people, sharing the love, the belonging, the joy, the courage, the hope, the empathy, and the authenticity of our Lord and Savior. Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Jesus, you are the word of eternal life, of love and hope, of spirit and life for us, for you and for me, for all, above all else. 
before any other revelation, before any other conversation, any other sentence we might start about ourselves, Jesus starts that sentence first. Jesus says, you are loved, you are forgiven. Beloved child of God, take this bread. Amen.